0: Inside the crazy ant farm man, how are you tonight?
1: I'm doing good. Thank
0: you. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. We're excited. We always love to talk to fellow filmmakers, and, and we loved the, hearing the stories about how you get involved and, and, and the journey and the path, uh, especially when, with people like yourself that that made the leap from another country over. And then even though you kind of grew up young, right, and, and you're still making that leap over and kind of the whole transition from a different career path at one point and, and then into the acting. So we love that because this podcast is built for up-and-comers trying to get into the industry. So these type stories are fantastic and we always love to highlight them. Um, So what we want to do, what we always like to do at the start of the show is kind of do a little introduction for those who might not be familiar with you or your work. So kind of explain that. Let's start off about you, you making the jump from India to the Pacific Northwest and then acting. Was it something that you always kind of wanted to get into, into the industry or did you kind of fall into that? Kind of talk about that a little bit.
1: Sure, sure. So um, the jump for me wasn't too difficult because I was I was jumped over when I was like two years old. There you go. So so no issues. I grew up in the Pacific Northwest, um, you know, went to school out in the greater Seattle area. And then eventually I was a I was a dog for a while. University of Washington. There you go. (laughs) So yeah. So growing up and going through high school and college, I really had no um intention of going in the entertainment industry Mm -hmm. or or acting or anything along those lines so i had different objectives back then so i really really never thought about it much other than the fact that i enjoyed movies so i loved movies i recall you know watching you know indiana jones star wars all those oh yeah and just being completely immersed in the theater experience. But other than that, no, I never looked at my friends who were in drama class and said, hey, man, I really want to do that. I was like, no, I'm cool. I'm good. <laughs> I don't want to get on stage. I don't want to do what you did. It looks too hard. So, so it's good. So I, I went a different route. I, you know, I had a calling towards medicine mm-hmm. and uh, I pursued that. And I ended up, you know, doing my undergraduate at University of Washington that I went to Tulane University in New Orleans. (laughs) So I spent about five years out there. And then I did my specialty training here in Los Angeles Mm -hmm. at USC. And so I graduated fundamentally at USC and started working in my respective career and, and thriving. And I really enjoyed it. However, as a function of being in Los Angeles, you make friends with people in the, in the arts. Yeah. Make a lot of friends with individuals in the arts. Whereas my core group of friends were really more in the sciences as I was growing up. Mm -hmm. So I got a, I, I got introduced to a lot of different artists and I started looking at life through their lens and if you will i sort of had a a renaissance Mm. so i really enjoyed what i was doing however i looked at the arts and i said you know that looks really fun and it's stimulating a different side of my mind and so i started pursuing it at the same time
2: oh very interesting i love that too because you know you're always looking for ways to grow as a human being and to grow your creative thinking and all these different aspects because we always talk about once you feel like that you accomplished everything that's when you're done like you have nothing else left to give to the craft and sometimes you know that can sometimes mean you're washed up in certain aspects so but it's good to hear that you know you're always challenging yourself and always continuing to move forward because that is very important as a human being to keep doing and I'm very curious too so you started off like in the um, film and television space, right? Not in theater.
1: That's correct. All
2: right. So did you start off with like going to classes and different things like that? Or did you try to like find an agent and try to get everything worked out or how did that come about?
1: Okay. So, yeah, so I I took a little different route. Okay. I didn't, I didn't go to drama school, obviously. Right. I wasn't trained in that. And I didn't do any theater so I was looking at the landscape of what was happening in Los Angeles and the friends that I had at the time were very independent and collaborative so what I decided to do was I decided to write a screenplay mm. for myself so I'm going to use the I'm going to use the analogy it's not, it's not a great analogy, but it's, I think it's the one that everyone knows. So you look at somebody like Sylvester Stallone, right? Mm-hmm, right. who's his analogy. So he's like, yeah, I wrote the screenplay. And, and, and at that time it, it really worked, you know, for an individual like that. So in my case, I was like, my friends were saying, Hey man, you could probably do some leading man stuff, but, mm. but I'm not sure if if you're going to fit into the mold. And this was like the early 2010s. And we weren't sure if I was going to quite exactly fit into that mold or because of my heritage, you know, hey, am I going to be like, you know, relegated to playing like the doctor or something like that? Right. So what I thought might be interesting was to create a role for myself that is diametrically opposed to what I am in real life. So in real life, I'd be considered a healer. Mm-hmm. And so, what if I was someone who, instead of being a healer, was someone that was actually taking life? Like mm. oh, nice. So that's where the concept for the first film came out, and we wanted to keep things simple. We didn't want to make it like very highbrow. We just wanted to make it simple, like assassin doing his job wants to quit. So it's a it's a story you've heard a lot of different times, mm-hmm. but we wanted to do it in our in our in our own way. Um, With our own cultural identity attached to it. So that's why that film was shot in Hindi. So the first film that I did and produced was made out in India. So that was my entrance into the entertainment industry.
0: And so I love that, too, because it's kind of a full circle thing. So like, you know, you say back in the early 2010s and, and, and the, but now with the boom in the streaming services. Right. And, and the technology where the phones, you, you can literally shoot and put it straight up on the screen. that It's that good. And all of the kind of there's so many more creatives out there. Creating content for themselves to get the opportunity because content is so wanted right now and there's such a void that needs to constantly be fed and so making your own content and putting yourself out there it's kind of like the standard thing now it's like this is how you get into it you can do that and I also like that. As, as somebody coming into it With no training You didn't do theater You didn't do classes the kind of thing So the, the intellect to know Okay I'm going to start off With something drastically different From who I really am You know to The, the, the knowledge to go This is what I'm going to do I'm going to separate myself from me I'm going to put this out into the world That's fantastic Because a lot of people You hear consistently Write what you know Write what you know Write what you know Or, or kind of dive in And play yourself Because that will be The easiest thing to do So yeah. the knowledge And the courage to know, no, no, I'm going to go completely opposite. I'm going totally what I am not. That's a brilliant move. That that Well done for that. I think that's the way to possibly approach it is, is to not go straight in and be familiar. You want to challenge yourself. You want to take risks. And I think when you do that, it pays off.
1: I agree with you 100%. And I think that's the fun of this profession. You ideally want to inhabit characters that are so removed from yourself that it intrinsically becomes interesting to play them right? and learn things along the way. So you wouldn't necessarily know how to fire a gun. You wouldn't necessarily know how to stalk somebody, but these are things you'd have to learn. You'd have to research them and understand what sort of mentality it takes to do that. Um, which I'm not, you know, well-versed on. I'm not exactly like a, you know I'm not a uh, I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a fighter you know and I'm not uh, someone who's well versed in 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 guns or gun lore mm-hmm. but it's something that you certainly have to learn you have to go out to the, the range you have to see how these weapons feel in your hand so all that is part of the process and, and that's and that's the fun part of it I guess oh for sure yeah
2: so, I love so that. And I mean, with, different. yeah, exactly. Trying to, you know, expand your universe, basically expand who you are and your creative aspect, like I was talking about earlier. Um, now with learning the craft, obviously you're learning from different creatives that are coming in and out of your life and that you are working with. But what would you say is another big step about learning about filmmaking? Like, did you read a lot of stuff? Did you watch a lot of documentaries or how did that go? So,
1: I think the the biggest thing that that I learned was,, um, it had to do with writing a screenplay mm. and understanding the structure of a screenplay mm-hmm. and how it comes out uh, in story mm-hmm. and whether or not it's going to capture your attention in that first ten minutes and and be able to propel you for that hour and a half to two hours that you're there in the theater. So that was my foundation, was really understanding a script. And because I was so attached to scripts, that's the approach I took to acting. So Mm. I would read the script several times, whether it was one I had written or recently, like the projects I'm working on. Mm -hmm. And I would try and understand, like, what is the – what's the writer's message here? So the the most important thing to me was (coughs) what, what is the writer trying to convey? So something I commonly do nowadays, and kind of in a roundabout way to answer that question is when when I'm working on projects is I'll, I'll ask the producer, I'll say, Hey, you know, can I, can I have access, you know, to the writer? Not, Mm. I don't don't really ask for access to the director right away because Mm -hmm. I know that could be kind of tricky, but, I will say, Hey man, can I talk to the writer? Because I'm going to spend a lot of time just reading and reading. And sometimes I don't understand things. And when I talk to the writer, I'm like, Hey man, like you wrote this here for this character, but I don't understand why is, why should he have this emotion in this situation based on the backstory? I understand. Then the writer will clarify, well, no, well, you know, this is, this is what I was thinking. And then you learn something about that and you you're able to inhabit the character better. So, so the, So I think that the first thing I learned about filmmaking was the screenplay has to be the most important element of, of anything. Mm -hmm. Everything else is secondary. And so that's when I really, you know, just pay homage to, to writers, you know, writers who can write well, are just, you know, that's amazing to me. I, I don't look, I don't think I write well. I think I write adequately, but when I find, Screenplays that are written well, I'm just like whoa, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, cool. Be- <laughs> because it's not an easy thing to do. A lot of people don't. You, you, you know, you brought up the word structure, right? Because there is a specific structure and the way it is put together and. That is not, and a perfect example of what you said, like, you have to draw them in in the first 10 minutes, right? But sometimes that's extremely difficult for young writers to do is to, how do I draw them in without giving everything away, right? So how do I not tell my whole story in the first 10 minutes? And then if I am successful at that, how do I now make it not drag Why how, to get to my ending, to get to that third act? And so it is a very specific process and it's very difficult. And so, I love that approach because it does kind of get you into the mindset as an actor. OK, this is how it's put together. This is where I'm coming from. This is where I'm going. This is what the path that I'm getting there. That's an excellent approach for an actor who doesn't have the background training to to dive into it. Um, so clearly you do a lot of behind the scenes work, too. Right. You, you mentioned that you produce and you clearly write. Um, that's a whole different ballgame in itself, right? I think that's another great aspect to come at it is when you're in front of the camera, if you have a knowledge of stuff behind the camera and what takes place, I think that's a huge benefit as well because that's a whole different beast. Producing, that's a difficult job. you, you know, Trying to pull everybody together, pull the money together, the locations, the logistics, putting the team together, that is a whole beast. And so if you have that knowledge, you have so much more in front of that camera knowing what's happening behind that camera right i
1: i I totally agree with you and i'll give you a a concrete example so i'm producing a film and part of the responsibility of the producer is you sit in the edit yeah and you watch every scene you watch the takes you watch the coverage the reverse the you know the, the full the singles and it's It's so much, it's so valuable as an actor to watch and edit, because once you're, once you're done with that, let's say you're back in front of the camera, you can relax because you know, there's coverage, you've got coverage in all different, you know, and and if you've got a good editor and a good director, you're going to be okay, they're going to get what they need out of you. You don't have to like nail every single scene you can relax you know let your work speak for itself Mm -hmm. and and you don't need to get uptight uptight about like no you know give me another take give me another take (laughs) just like oh yeah you're like you gotta gotta trust the process (laughs) and i think that helps a lot when you're when you're finally like in post-production you're looking at scenes and and as an actor you're like oh okay so um maybe that didn't work out so well (laughs) So, yeah, right? for sure. Exactly.
2: I think a, a big part of, you know, the whole filmmaking process is to have a big open dialogue and collaboration on what everybody thinks is right, you know, The obviously the producer, writer, and director, those are the ones leading the ship. They're the captains, you know, it's their vision. Um, but it's good to have that open dialogue to where you feel like it's a free space, to where you can feel like, you know, maybe he'll say this at this point because it is your character that you are becoming and that you're putting yourself into that role. So I think that's also a good place to find yourself and that's definitely the type of sets that we try to create as well because uh, we are a film television production company as well we just got done shooting our first film and um, yeah it was just something that we wanted to make it a big free space very collaborative to where you know if you have an idea let's take some time out like develop that idea maybe and see if it works with the script and see if that we can use that moving forward so I think that's very important
1: that's that's true man the I think the sets in which people are collaborating the most tend to be not only the funnest, but creatively they're the most rewarding and it's very interesting to see what comes out of it. You know, definitely. You know, obviously there's some writer directors who will stick very much to the screenplay Mm -hmm. and that works great and the flip side of that is, you know, you're the lines, you know, play with it. Let's, let's, right. let's see what happens. And yeah. That's always that's always a lot of fun.
0: Right. Well, then there's a great old quote in, 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 in filmmaking where it's like a- after you yell cut, keep rolling for, you know, uh, another. Yeah. Because sometimes you get the best stuff when it's yeah. ad libbed, when it's just totally off the cuff. Right. And so yeah. I-, I feel like that that collaboration and that freedom to be able to do that is sometimes absolutely what's needed. And like you said, then if you have a great editor. And you've got that stuff. If something that was so stuck to the script or so stuck to that, you know, sometimes that stuff that wasn't, that's it. That's the t- and the editor knows. Hey, that's the one we're gonna plug that in. That's gonna be really good. That's gonna make it work. So because let's be honest about it, an editor is like, in my opinion, the most important person because he can make or break a film depending on how he puts that bad boy together. It could be the best performance ever, but if it's not put together properly, it's gonna be crap. And and vice versa, it could be not so great, but they can make it look like it's an Oscar winner based on how they put that together. So I mean, it, it's such a job. That nobody really spends a lot of time thinking about, but so crucial to the success or failure, right?
1: A hundred percent. The editor can really enhance a film. It's oh, yeah, just amazing what they can do, um, especially if you've worked on films where you've had one individual edit and then you bring in a polish editor and certain scenes where you feel you were stuck when you have someone come in with a different perspective or approach hmm. they cut it together in a different way where you're no longer stuck and and so that's mm-hmm. that's amazing yeah you're you're 100 right the, the a lot a lot of films are can piece so much better in the in the edit so you don't have to <laughs> sure. be looking at that first pass exactly like,
2: oh no <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thinking, what, what did we just make? But then, yeah, it comes out fine. So you've also done. So you, you talked about how you started, and you're basically, like, oh, I'm going completely away from who I really am, kind of stuff. Your resume is, is it comedy. You've got action star. You've got your drama. You've got you. So you've successfully been able to play around in a lot of different areas and different characters. Do you have a favorite that you like? That you kind of like? That I, I do it all, but I kind of like this the most.
1: So I I think I've played quite a few intense characters. So when I was able to play someone who had more of a comical nature, mm-hmm. it was a, it was a relief and it was just a lot of fun. We the there's a film coming up um that we're finishing the the shoot on. I I think we're finishing the last part of the shoot in march it's called uppercut it's a it's a rom-com if you will the director calls it a bromantic comedy (laughs) there you go it's just about this guy who really looks up to this other guy but at the same time he has a relationship with this um female boxer who really helps him come of age Mm. so it's a really nice story it's 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 funny it's it's heartfelt and i don't know i had a lot of fun doing that because it, it was kind of a, a relief because you know I'd done several movies in a row where after every day I was just exhausted. I was like, man, yeah. You know, because you you go to this place of intensity and 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 it really takes a takes a lot out of you. So I I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, th- I think the the comedy was fun. I mean, I think that's the funnest thing I've done so far. But it, but I love. I love drama, too.
2: (laughs) Oh, most definitely, (laughs) man. Most definitely. Well, we've been talking a lot about mental health on the podcast recently because we want to bring that to the forefront because it's so important, especially in this industry where, like you just said, you're playing such intense roles. And after every day, you can come back to the trailer, go back home and just exhausted. So how do you deal with mental health in such a, you know, a world that can be very stressful and especially in the audition process and playing intense roles? So I've got I've got a
1: program that I follow Mm -hmm. Every day so One of the things that That is tantamount To me feeling good Is I try and maintain a very Regular sleep schedule Mm -hmm. And I try and maintain A very regular Exercise schedule And I have a Fairly mundane diet where I'm, I'm kind of eating similar Foods so when I when I'm hitting all three of those where I'm getting enough rest, I'm getting enough motion and I'm getting enough nutrients. I find that, um, I I tend to stay very focused and very centered and a lot of the, the stress sort of slides off of me. Hmm. Um, and at the same time, you know, if you living here in Los Angeles, if you, want to feel less stressed about your life than just look at the world news mm. you know really just flip the channel on and really immerse yourself into what's happening abroad so if you yeah you can l- see a sound bite of yeah 2000 people are without electricity in the ukraine turn the electricity off in your house for a day in the winter time and take a cold shower right <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah like, There's, there's ways to do reality checks about what real stress is. So that's, that's
0: kind of what I do. (laughs) That's a, that's a great answer. And I also love the convergence of your two worlds, right? Medicine, and then the importance of, of the physical nature Playing into the mental nature because both are important to stay healthy, I, I, you know, and a lot yes. of people don't understand that. So that's a great yeah. answer. All right. Well, we've got to talk about it. We've got to jump into it. The new one that's out that just debuted on video on demand now and and repeater. This is the action one. This is an action. One. <laughs> not the not the comedy. Right. Yeah. So that's talk nice. about that. Tell us a little bit about the story and how it came about and uh, a little bit about what's going on and and all that kind of good stuff.
1: Sure. So um, I play this character named John Smith, who's a hitman for hire, an assassin for hire. He's targeting a hacker who's about to reveal corporate secrets of this large conglomerate. Mm. And this, the hacker is played by Nick Moran. My job is to seek and terminate. However, it's an open contract. And along the way, the relationship between Nick's character and mine's gets complicated Mm. but there's also other assassins who are out to get him and there's a relationship between my character and the and the other characters who are after him and so it's it's kind of an interesting ripple effect and how some of their past is is coming to the present so it's an interesting take on the on the good old mark story you know you got a mark you got to go after it but something happens along the way and so it was a lot of fun it was it's produced by um, Robert Beaumont and directed by R.L.S. Frazier. And the way I got into the movie was that I was the co-lead of a film called uh, Hustle Down with Tom Sizemore. Mm-hmm. So we were filming the Tom Sizemore film, Hustle Down, where great R.L.S. R.L.S. Frazier was directing and, and Beaumont was producing and while they were filming that film repeater was in the pipeline okay and they were looking for someone to play this guy named john smith and 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 in hustle down i played a bounty hunter so it was kind of like a a similar character Mm -hmm. but with a completely different backstory like the repeater character john smith has a much heavier backstory than the turk character the turk character was very light so fraser was watching me in in hustle down and when hustle down concluded he's like hey paul i need to you know i want to talk to you i want to debrief you and i was like all right man that's cool so you know we so we talked and you know we exchanged pleasantries we were like yeah this was a great experience i really enjoyed working with you and he's like hey how about how about we do another one i was like well what's going on he goes well i got this script here i'm going to send it to you read it over and literally like 6 months later we were Kind of using the same production team, same director, same producer, but doing this film called Repeater. That's how I fell into it. So it was—I basically fell into it. You know, it's one of those situations where you're not seeking it or my—I guess I—I guess I was auditioning for it
2: Mm -hmm. for the the six
1: weeks we were shooting, right? But I didn't know I was auditioning for it, and then at the end, I I got the role because um, the director was (laughs) cool with it.
2: Yeah, I think that's so important, too, that a lot of, you know, up and comers that listen to the show should take away, especially from this interview is, you know, you don't know who you're going to meet. You just have to be a nice, general, just genuine person, I feel like, and kind person, because that can follow you to project to project and that can help you get on to other projects and make connections and different things like that the networking aspect is so important in this game and i feel like that that right there that's why you got this role and fell into it and obviously because of your talent um but it's just such an amazing thing that obviously an intellectual like you gets the grasp on and i feel like a lot of people don't understand that concept
0: and the other side of that is every performance matters whether it's an audition in the room, you know, or you're doing a Zoom or you're on a set currently filming and you're giving your performance because it's always being watched. And all somebody may see it and go, that's our guy. We've been looking and looking, but that's the guy, right? So even yeah. if you don't book it in your audition, blow it away anyway because maybe you just did something that somebody is going to see, including that casting director or that director. Maybe you're not right for that, but they go, oh, And, you know, four months down the line, they're like, that's our guy. Remember that audition? That's our guy. So it's always so important to make sure that you're giving it everything you got because that's the gig.
1: That, once again, you're 100% right. So you're you're right a lot, as you can tell. Thank you. Thank you, sir. The check is in um, the mail. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and give you that. You know, I'm amazed, too, by how versus any other industry networking in this industry is is paramount Mm
2: -hmm.
1: um and i and i see it all the time like i was talking to the director and and he was like yeah you know we got this um this uh this young actress to play this role and and uh it was between her and the in this and someone else and i was like well why didn't you just why didn't you pick the other person it seems like she's got like a higher profile etc she seems like she fits the role better and, and and he just looked at me and he said, Well, this this other one is great and this other one's good, but I know the one who's good and I have stranger danger. And I'm like, What? what? <laughs> I'm <Yeah. stranger. laughs> what Makes sense. He goes, Well, I have to in this particular film I have to get it done in a certain amount of time and I can't afford to have any days taken away by you know unusual circumstances. Right. And that's Kind of like what you'll sometimes see on set is sometimes you'll see some you know you see some difficult characters and then you'll you'll see how people kind of make up their minds like they don't want to work with them anymore um and then at the at the same time there's situations where you're at a premiere and you just happen to meet somebody who's an actor from um, uh, so, you know, a third person and then you're in another film and you're like, Hey, I just met this guy. He's really cool for the part and et cetera. So yeah, it's crazy. Like network oh, yeah. is, is king. And I, I kind of feel bad for people who, you know, are, aren't really entrenched in the industry because the guys who are here and meeting people and walking around, they, I mean, they got an advantage, you know, they just do.
0: And I think there's this falsehood from people that are not in the industry of this. It's a huge community of oh oh my gosh it's all that but it's really it's a very tight-knit small community everybody does know everybody in in one way or another yeah so it's very important about how you conduct yourself when you're with people because like you said you say something bad this way or that way somebody gets that way and then they know this person and then all of a sudden they know you said this that it's so important in this community (laughs) to be very aware of everybody around and in the room
2: exactly it's like if this person doesn't know then they're one person away from knowing them. It's That's one right. of those type of situations. So I think you've got a very good head on your shoulders, and I think you're going to go very far in all different aspects. Because I love yeah. how you're open to so many different things and are always willing to learn. Because I feel like a lot of people aren't. So we really appreciate that. That's so refreshing. Because cool. you know yeah. we we talk to some people and we've interacted with some people outside of the podcast where we're like. Dude, you could be so much more, but just your vision of how you're looking at things isn't necessarily the right way. So, I mean, that's why we make this podcast, so we can try to help people map out their plan, you know, of how to approach this industry, because it is kind of cutthroat, but it also can be very generous and very supporting at the same time. So, it's just one of those situations, and I'm so happy we got to have a conversation with a like-minded individual, because, like I said, it's so refreshing, and we're in your corner man we're supporting you 100 of thank course you. of course well listen thank you so much for taking time out of your night and coming to get a little crazy with us yes um you are welcome back anytime anytime you have another project coming out please don't hesitate to ask we will make room for you and uh yeah man this was just a blast
1: Thank you. I had, a, I had a great time. Good. insightful.
0: Mean, <laughs> well, hey, man, like we said, we always like speaking with like-minded individuals, and, and it's fantastic to see you just thriving and succeeding. Before we let you go, it's all about social media these days. Are you on social media? Where can people find you? Yep, I'm on Instagram. I am the
1: real Paul Sidhu.
2: Fantastic. Not the fake one, the <laughs> real one. <laughs> I'm, the,
1: I'm the real one. I, some dude told me to, you know, I like... Um, I remember when I was making it like this this account like several years ago and some guys like at the time he was like, Yeah, just make it the real Paul do." And I was like, Yeah, but I don't think anybody wants to do Paul Sado. Okay. So how about how about a Paul do? Right. <laughs> okay. But he's like, No, it just sounds cooler. So I did it. And ever since then, I've, I've regretted it. I've always wanted to change it. <laughs> Right. <laughs>
2: That's so you funny. You can go
0: the Ohio State route. The. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the right, Paul, right. Paul Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wanted to go A Paul Stadu. There, go. Go. there so you go. That's so funny. That's
2: so funny. Well, listen, man, take care and we'll be talking to you soon, brother. All
1: right,
2: guys. Take care. Yep. Thank have you. a good one, man. Bye.
1: You too. Bye.
2: Man, he was just so freaking humble and like. I, when he was talking about his process and the screenwriting thing, don't, everybody don't judge me, but I was thinking about the food pyramid Mm. and screenwriting was at the very bottom. And, you know, you just kind of work your way up with different sections. And that's just kind of what envisioned to me. That's a very different aspect and approach to, you know, literally getting into filmmaking from the ground up. Yeah, because, you know, and to be so successful Without any training,
0: right? Yeah. It's just another example of if you have the passion and you have the drive, you can do it. You just have to work hard and go for it and find your path. Yep. And he's been able to successfully do that. He's clearly a very intelligent man. I very. was impressed with the vocabulary. Yeah. Like, you know, He kept dropping words, and I'm like, this is an educated man yeah. who – but, you know, also the way he said, you know, it works the other side of my brain. Mm-hmm. So because, you know, what the brain that you use for medical and the brain that you use for film is a whole different world. And so it's always nice to see people be able to do it all. Like, it's fantastic.
2: Most definitely. Most definitely. Thank you again, Paul Sadu for coming on the show.